0: My, my, my camera's my my stuff all my
1: up All right. Welcome, guys, Bo- to the mmos.com podcast. Uh, episode 169 here. We had a little bit of camera difficulty, but I quickly fixed it. And we're joined once again on this auspicious week uh, with the one, the only you. Omer. That's right. That's right. You didn't introduce yourself, though, did you? No, as well. As I said, we are. Are joined by so oh, i was i feel I was, like it's always auspicious though i was including myself and the audience as as we
0: now what makes this week any more auspicious than other weeks uh, i feel like auspicious is a word people use to sound smarter than they actually are cuz i feel like it's very difficult in normal conversation to use auspicious and not appear like a douchebag hmm. you can, you could do it in writing i got you can write like a news piece or you know something like for for a newspaper with that term but I feel like you just really can't get away with saying it.
1: Well, you know what? You got me. You got me. It's not us. Got him. The only thing I could think of is the, the episode number 169. You know, 69 is a sex number. So it's okay. always a little, you know, giggly.
0: I've been, I have i bit of a story about 69. I might have shared this in a previous podcast, but I don't know. For the longest banned? time, I had no idea what 69 was. Like, I just remember, like, in middle school. Every time somebody says sixty nine and people giggle, I was like, ah, ha, ha! It's hilarious. You know, I get a sixty nine, right? I never fucking knew, right? It wasn't until like my senior year in high school I had any idea what the fuck sixty nine was, right? And for the longest time, I just I would always giggle, pretend to know what it was, and I would even make jokes about it, like with the same way everybody else. I would craft the jokes in the same kind of context, right? But I just had no idea, you know. It's amazing. I, I just I just faked it, and, and I just, I, it feels it feels great coming clean. You know, finally I can tell the world that. I didn't know what it meant, What it meant, you know?
1: Oh, so when did you learn? Holy I told God. you, senior year of high, high school. school? Okay.
0: Yeah, it took a while, you know, and I, I've been faking, fake pretending to know what it meant since then. You know, it's one of those things that you're, you're just too embarrassed to ask, you know? You ever had a conversation where like, like somebody says something and you're not sure what that word means or like what he's talking about, right? But like, you don't say anything up front, and the conversation kind of progresses like five, 10, 15 minutes into the same direction. And you still have no idea what the fuck this word means. And you've been nodding and saying yes this whole time. You've gone too far. You At that point, what do you do? Can you even truly ask the person, like, what the fuck does this mean? Because you've already been nodding for the last 10 minutes. No, you you, you,
1: can't, ne- you it, never ask. But, but if someone asks you directly, oh, you, do you know this? Are you familiar with this? You say, uh, remind me. Okay? Because you don't sound like you don't know. You're just asking him to explain it You know, in a, in a summary, kind of like, do you rejog your memory away? So that's what we, we got to do.
0: That's a good strat. I do like to remind me of strat. Somebody asked, do you have Google back then? I think in middle school... Um... Not like, I mean, we, I'm pretty sure we like, Ask Jeeves and stuff, but I like I never even thought about, I guess, Googling 69 on there. You know, Google wasn't so, like, you know, popular back then. I wanted to say ubiquitous, but that's also an asshole word that makes you try to seem smarter than you actually are, but, but I wanted to
1: say right. it. So well, Let's get going with some MMO news. No weekly raid today. Uh, didn't get around to thinking of a good one. But we have plenty of industry news to get us going for the first uh, bit of the podcast here.
0: What do you got out there? Well, Hit this I, up.
1: I, I thought a big bombshell of the week was Tryon. Tryon Worlds being sold to Gaming Go. It's
0: actually it's... A game a Please get it right.
1: gam Gamigo, Gamigo? Not
0: gaming go go Not Gaming-Go.
1: Whatever. So, Gamigo. Tryon Worlds is an American Emote uh, studio. Uh, their first title, self-developed Rift, which actually launched as a subscription game. Fantasy subscription game. Went free to play. I actually played it uh, in beta, and I played it a lot when it went free to play and I thought it was a great game it, it really brought a lot of new th- ideas to the you know the fantasy and mm-hmm. RPG genre the whole events happening on the map that I think like every game copied after that including Final Fantasy uh, mm-hmm. was was pioneered by Rift uh, it, was, it was fun It was a lot of fun it, it also pioneered a lot of the multi-classing stuff you could kind of craft your character in very unique ways uh, so it was, it was a fun game unfortunately you know with time you know things fade uh, Tryon has released other games. In the meantime, they're behind Trove, which is actually doing pretty well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Atlas Reactor, which is not doing so well, and no, game's Defiance so. Twenty Fifty, which is also not doing well, and Arcage, which is a game they published. They haven't developed it, uh, mm-hmm. which is a Korean game, has kind of had a really, really um, vocal backlash against it. You know, like all I hear about this game is how much people, how much Trion messed it up, basically.
0: Yeah, I, I've, I've actually almost never heard of something positive about Arcage. I mean, everyone kind of says it was a great game and then arcage I mean, Triumph just fucked it up. Though it was a game I never played too much, so I don't have too much of a personal you know, stake over there, but it's just almost universal amongst people on RMRPG and of gaming circles of, and people I know that have played arcage They almost universally shit on Triumph. I'm almost kind of afraid to think like maybe it's one of those situations where people just like hate the publisher all the time. Like I know people hate Nexon all the time. People hate like uh, area games all the time. But I don't think anything's received as much universal hate as arcade's treatment by by uh, game ago by by tryon rather now so that, that that probably is the biggest the biggest hate i've seen
1: yeah and and, and Derpy has said in chat arcade had so much potential that's another phrase i hear a lot that basically tryon world squandered this potent this you know dubious potential uh that the game had well regardless of why uh this happened i guess they weren't were, doing so well game Go swooped in and purchased it and they this isn't the first big purchase game Go has made uh, I know you referenced uh, Aria earlier as something uh, people hate. Aria was actually bought by Game Go as well in twenty sixteen. So they they are a big powerhouse. The base. Oh hold
0: on hold on hold on hold on. Aria was bought by Game Go as well. I thought Ga- is Game is Go owned by uh like Pro Sieth Bond or is that somebody else?
1: No, Aria was owned by that, and they were po- Game Go purchased it.
0: Interesting. I thought I thought so. Gamego is owned by Pro Sieth Bond.
1: No no no. Aria was owned by that.
0: Okay, so interesting. So now ProSiebet, that German conglomerate, as no doesn't own Aria Games anymore. I
1: thought ProSiebet been... was Russian.
0: So so
1: the uh, rega- so Aria by are, Game Go.
0: I got you. So, so they own both. They both they own Trine Worlds now, Gamego, and Aria Games. It's actually a really big consolidator in the free to play world right now. Like like what other big free to play publishers are there in North America? Like back in the day, you had stuff like E. G. You had you had O. G. Planet, you had G. Potato. These all are gone. They've all been merged with the company. You had already.
1: Outspark, which also you... was purchased by Gamigo even further back. So they are now the ones running Fiesta because of that purchase.
0: Yeah, that's it's interesting how there's so few publishers now back compared to back then.
1: Yeah, publishers have taken a huge beating. These portals, MMO portals, uh, especially mm-hmm. in America. In in Europe, they actually kind of remain strong, which is you know why Gamigo keeps buying them. Uh, no. One of their competitors is Gameforge, another German uh, stoop mm-hmm. publisher and they're still going strong. I I I wonder when those two will merge to create the, the ultimate German, you know, consolidator of crap Asian games.
0: But Gameforge, I don't think they have a lot of big games. Like what does Gameforge have? They don't doesn't Gameforge publish like Aeon in in Europe or something? There's really not too much on their platter. I mean, their most recent game Soulwork has been doing pretty well. Like that that's really the only more, more recent launches from them I've heard of. Like if you go on their homepage, yeah, they have Aeon in Europe. They have Terra in Europe. And then the other two games they highlight on their homepage are O games some garbage strategy game that's on the browser, that's purely pay to win, and then Soul Worker. They, they don't. They have a lot of games, but I feel like they're Whoa, not, they're not they very big. They have Four
1: Story, dude.
0: Dude, they have Nostale. Tail, and
1: Two. And Two, that's right.
0: Met and Two, that game is huge.
1: Can I turn? Alright, I'm gonna turn my um, mic. But anyway, back to Tryon here. So uh, there was no official announcement initially. Uh, the, the news came out in bits and pieces through the official Discord and hmm. the forms, and then try had to release a statement saying okay yeah it's true we, we did this and shockingly well maybe not shockingly they have uh you know they're gonna fire the vast majority of the staff so i believe there are around 200 employees at tron worlds and the rumor currently unconfirmed is that all but 25 will be losing their job wow so what that means to me is they have absolutely no interest in actually developing these games they're gonna just run them you know well i mean it
0: it comes down to I think a lot of that is like when you have two publishers there's a lot of um overlap so they're gonna just fire the you know redundant staff between two companies that, that's kind of normal and actually we we probably should have seen this acquisition coming because I know I put up on MMOs.com some news that gamego was raising like fifty million dollars or something in in bonds hmm. so they they raised like 50 million or something we don't know how we do i mean that gives an idea how much they could have paid for uh you know for for you know for try on worlds probably around around that two to fifty million
1: wow and you know, I know you said there's some, you know, there's obviously when you buy a company, there's a lot of duplicate roles, so you fire people, right? Mm-hmm. But you would think if they were planning on keeping all their games open, they would have to keep they would have to keep the developers, right? I mean mm-hmm. they can fire the you know, customer support, they can fire the managers, the back end stuff, but you gotta keep the developers. So honestly to me this seems like they're good gonna So what is the future of, for example, Defiance or Atlas Reactor? I think they're going to be shut down. Again, yeah, those
0: I, those games are done. The games that don't have the player base, 100% Atlas Reactor, I think, is gone. I mean, it was a cool idea. It was interesting to try it, but it didn't catch on. It just doesn't have the player base to survive, right? I mean, we've seen a game like, um, I think mean, this week, uh, Splash Damages, uh, Dirty yeah. Bomb announced that basically they're not developing the game anymore, right? Yeah, that's another one. And, that would, and they have over 600, they average over 600 players on Steam. And, and at that point, it wasn't, you know, financially viable to keep the game running. And it's an FPS game, nothing too crazy, right? But uh, you know, you have a game. It just there's no way Atlas Reactor is going to survive with the player base it has. I think I'm pretty sure if I'm correct, there's way less than that too. I'm looking at Steam right now. Let's take a look. Yeah, Atlas Reactor is averaging over the last 30 days 151 players online right now. If um, I don't see the numbers making sense for them, if if you know uh, if, if Splash Damage can't keep developing Dirty Bomb with over 600 players, there's no way they're going to keep developing Atlas Reactor. That game is shutting down for sure. I don't, I'm not so sure about um, about Defiance just yet, only because it launched on consoles and it might you know. I think MMORPGs on console still have kind of a bit of an allure, like a free-to-play market is just not nearly as explored on consoles. Like the MMO industry on PC for the longest time has been inund- like just bombarded with free-to-play games. You just haven't had that yet on consoles. So just launching any game on consoles will, will do better, I think. So there's a chance the game has an audience on console.
1: It is The whole console uh, port of these free-to-play games is kind of weird because even Nexon is shutting down Hyper Universe, right, up for PC in the West, but they're not shutting down on Xbox yet which is very weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know what the logic there is, but we shall see.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you it's because it's just there aren't that many free to, there aren't as many free to play games yet on consoles. Not nearly as saturated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wrote they raised 32 million euros back in October 13th, right? So this early this month. So um, if I had to guess, you know, most of that money it probably took them 32 million euros or less to acquire a game ago. That was probably all that money was raised for, you know. So that's probably the maximum cost for that. And they're a big, uh, I mean, they're really consolidating the industry. I mean, web, somebody asked, what about WebZen? WebZen, um, basically, if I remember correctly, they're the ones that merged or bought out G Potato. Yep. So they did, yeah, WebZen owns all the G Potato games. And really, the G Potato games were nothing back in the day. I mean, all you had was Fly for Fun, right? And they're still keeping Fly for Fun running. And that was like the only game. It was actually Fly for Fun. And do you remember the other game, Altai? It was on the fancy MRPG? Rapples? Rapples, yes. Rapples is a game we rarely ever mention on this podcast, but it's a game that's really survived this test of time, right? Like, Last Chaos from Area Games has also been kind of a... Like, Shea and Last Chaos of both games. They've been around forever. And both are kind of fun back in the day, but I, I haven't touched these games in, like, five years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ra- Rapples is still, like... It's still a thing. which is pretty remarkable. Yeah, so I went to S4 League. Oof. It's still on Aria. I, I, I
1: it's it. still on Aria. Yeah.
0: So it's still on Life Support, but the pro- S4 League... Nobody plays the game. It's so hard to find an audience in that game. I, I actually remember making an account, like a new account, and just launching it recently. And it's just, there aren't a lot of players online. You can't, there's no way the beginner channel, you have to play like the free channel. And there's, if you go, it just, at certain hours, nobody's playing. The game is completely dead. And because the player base is so low, they have to charge more money for cash up items to even keep the game viable. I, I just don't see the S4 League's, um, like audience even staying alive any longer. Yes, the game is technically alive right now, but just not that many people are still playing S4 League.
1: I actually think this whole industry still needs a lot more consolidation and a lot more game shutting down. So I'm actually surprised. I think so too. I'm actually surprised how long some of these uh portals and you know uh you know, lower tier games have stayed up, including a lot of WebSense games, to be honest. So I think we're yeah, gonna it, see more yeah. of this.
0: Yeah, there's no reason to have this many games. I think and and the remarkable thing is we keep like even as games shut down, like this this, this, this week, you know, we've heard the shutdown of uh no more development for for Dirty Bomb. Uh, Hyper Universe shutting down. These are these aren't really end more right? But like, there are still more of these free to play games launching than shutting down. So the size of the market isn't really growing that much. Maybe like low single digits, very little bit of growth. But you get so many games are still coming out, and it's further dividing up the player base. So mm-hmm. I think we need a healthy reset. I think for a lot of these older games, like like for example, it, it's really unfortunate that like some of these games didn't really catch on. and They just got to shut them down. Like if you look at uh, on Steam charts. There's Critica online, right? Yep. I mean, it's got it's got a small audience, right? But the game, they keep launching updates for it. It's not like this game is being ignored by the developer, right? I know Inmass has launched a big update just this last week. The game is averaging 250 players online, and that number has been going down literally every single month since release. I mean, 250 players is not terrible, but like, the problem is you have so many games like Critica. I mean, Critica is is, is not a not a not a. I, I don't think it's a great game, but it's not like awful either. You have so many other games like Critica. You know, you have Closers as well, which also isn't doing very well. Closers is averaging looks like four hundred seventy players, but that's also down from over a thousand just earlier this year. And then you have Soulworker. These are essentially all the same game. If you played Soulworker, or you played Closers, you played Critica. It's really the same concept of game. Soulworker out of, out of that bunch, Soulworker is doing by far the best, averaging at nine hundred fifty-four players. So it, it still has a bit of a player base, but even you know, it doesn't do I think anyone justice to have the player base for these action and MMORPGs. These the instance action and pgs with linear stories and missions. They just have so many titles. Just have all of them in one game which would be better for everyone. Obviously, they're still different games, but instead of having three failing games, I'd rather have like one thriving game. And these games are so similar too. It's not like they're like so radically different. They follow the same formula.
1: Yep. Uh, there are way too many. And I, again, I am curious what Tryon, will, you know, what Gaming Go will shut down, and what they will keep from Tryon's uh, list there.
0: Well, I mean, I I bet you anything, they're going to shut down... uh, 100% they're going to shut down uh, Atlas Reactor. There's no way. The player base just isn't there for Atlas Reactor. 150 players is nothing. And of that, they'll keep Rift, I think, because Rift Prime is doing pretty well. Rift Prime is their, you know, the good old progression servers. I think Defiance 2050, it's still a little early for them to call it on that one. Plus, I think it's doing well on consoles. Trove is doing... It's probably their best performing game. And Arcades also, since they launched their... um their progression server is doing pretty well. So the only games that are really on the chopping block, I think it would be Defiance2050
1: and uh, Alice Reactor. But most certainly, Atlas Reactor is going down. Well, people have been mentioning uh, Bless in chat. And Bless, I don't know if you know, is at 3,200 players at the moment. And the reason for that is because today it went free-to-play. So it's, yeah. it's out of early access and uh, free-to-play right now.
0: Can you believe that the player base, like, like a week before before the free to play launch, it was averaging like 200 players. So it went from like a launch day peak of 34,000 to averaging 200 players like a week before the free to play launch. And I'm confident all these free to play users are all going to be gone. There's there's oh, no yeah. reason to stay around. You know, I mean we we've talked a lot of shit about Bless, but I can I, I, I can talk shit about Bless all day. But it, it's it's an atrocious game. The game just doesn't run. It's so mediocre. It all these free to play users, it should have been free to play from the get go. But then they they promised they fixed it, but they didn't. So it's 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 they're all gonna quit. I and mean, everyone's kind of I think honestly, it's almost expectable like right now. Everyone knows this game is ass, right? Mm-hmm. If you see the, like every every and every video showing up like, on, on their official YouTube channel, right, announcing new updates, is downvoted to oblivion. It's like fifteen likes and like nine hundred downvotes. It's like one of the most skewed ratios of upvotes to downvotes I've seen on YouTube. So every time they release a video showing what they're gonna do next, it just destroyed, and everyone talks shit about the game. This is one of the most universally hated games right now. So. They're all gonna quit.
1: It is surprising just how much of a disaster it is. And uh, another uh, thing that came out this week, I think, is is a trailer for character creation in Bless Mobile. Yes, that, that that
0: video got destroyed too. You want to you want to show
1: that? I'm gonna show the video. But you know, what the funny part of this video is so even okay. So we all heard about Bless Unleashed, right? Which is like the console version that's coming out. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be Unreal Four. But the funny part is, even the mobile version of Bless coming out is Unreal Four. So they nice. they had they could give the the mobile version Unreal Four, but they couldn't give it to, to PC players. What a what a oh. you know slap in the face.
0: <sighs>
1: it's it's a scam. They, they, I don't know.
0: I think I think uh, they wanted to make like th- they, they developed a shit game that failed in South. This is their mentality. They developed a shit game that didn't go anywhere in South Korea or even like um, Russia where they tried launching it. Right, it was utter shit, and they wanted to get some money back. Right, and like like maybe we can make an Unreal Engine Four version. Like oh no, they'll, they'll take all this time to develop. And like and they figure okay, if we develop the Unreal Engine four version, should we make it for PC consoles? What do we make it for? Like let, and they wanted to only make it for consoles to save time on development. Okay, then what do we do with this Unreal Three version? Let's just pedal it off to the Americans, you know, in Europe as a buy to play game. And and they just scammed the Europeans and Americans on the PC version. And they don't give a shit because they figured all you know, they're gonna really, you know, try with the console version. So maybe the console version has a chance, but they just wanted to scam the PC version. And it's really weird because they're they're kind of referring to like as their as their franchise of bless right if you look at the investor presentations for WebZen, they're a publicly traded company they talk about their their strong brands right And they talk about moo online as being a very strong franchise they mentioned bless right this 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 franchise bless is not a franchise bless is like a it's poison shit, okay they should just change the name of this mobile game immediately calling it bless uh mobile it's it called what's it called oh, is it what's the game called which one it's not unleashed right bless the mobile unleashed? game oh the mobile no it's called bless mobile bless mobile whatever it's called right bless mobile should just change his name to literally anything if you associate bless with it it, it's literally like tainting your game it's got like the worst brand possible they should they should just change the name and pretend it has nothing to do with bless putting the word bless on it is gonna make everyone avoid it because it's a piece of shit so i I don't understand why they are pretending like bless their franchise
1: yeah well well, to, to be fair the, the amount of games they're releasing under the name is kind of impressive. You know, they're really pushing on despite the utter failure. Remember, Bless has been in development now for what? It's like twenty ten or something. It's yeah. And how much did they burn on it? Like eighty million? Over sixty million. Over sixty yeah. million so dollars. It is insane what they're trying to do with this game. Uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen a colossal disaster of this epic proportions in a while.
0: Yeah, it's it's really bad. So I mean, they're trying to get some of their money back, but change the name. They have a chance then. But it's—I don't think anyone is excited for for this. I mean, that character creator, right? It didn't look terrible, right? But like, the problem is, and you compare that to something like um, when you compare that to Black Desert Mobile, Black Desert Mobile just looks way better. Like, like leagues better. So, who are they appealing to? Like, either like if you're going to show off a cool character creator, but you can't one up like the biggest mobile game, like mobile mobile and RPG, Like, I don't know. Just, it, it's a disappointment at that point, you know.
1: And speaking of disappointments, we had a few more uh, screenshots of a game you probably forgot is in development, Air, which is uh, what's it called. Ascent, Infinite, Ascent Realm. Infinite Realm. That's right. We got some screenshots, and this is by Bluehole, the guys behind uh, Terra and PUBG. And you know, has a, the screenshots look nice, but there's a huge, glaring issue with this game, and mm. that's it's also going to use Unreal Three, which is unacceptable at this point, I think. Yeah. It's gonna. Even the trailer for this game was like laggy. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, that that was actually one of the worst things. Seeing a trailer with this FPS stutter, it tells me it's going to be Bless like 2.0 again. We're going to have the same experience that Bless had, where like the game is going to run so poorly. And people in the chat realize it too. Oxrath's air error will be the same as Bless, and plus one from Amori. I mean, it's obvious when you when your game is built on an old engine, and your own official trailer, where you're trying to show off the best content, is showing FPS lag. Like what the fuck? Like the optimization, like it's just going to run like ass. And for that and. I don't know, I feel like showing off like screenshots, are they really trying to build hype by showing screenshots? Is this 1999? Like, are we supposed to be looking at our, our gaming magazines and seeing screenshots of getting hype? I don't know. Screenshots don't really drive hype anymore, you know, you have to show off like interesting videos that are non-laggy to get hype. And after Bless, I think San Infinite Realm is going to be uh, another Bless, basically. I cannot believe, they're, they're going to make the same mistake, but at this point, they've probably already committed to some cost fallacy, they've already spent so much money making this game, they're going to release as is.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um... And but they did delay it, so it won't be coming out in beta this year, which some people are speculating it's because they're going to upgrade the engine, right, to Unreal 4. I mm-hmm. think that's a little bit of hopeful thinking. I don't think they're going to do that.
0: I mean, they should, or they, they should. should make sure it runs well.
1: They should, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think it, they're just going to ship what they have and just hope for the best.
0: Yeah, I think that's their there's a ta- there's a strategy right now too.
1: Remember, blue hole and people are saying, oh well, you know, Blue hole has all this money now from PUBG, right? So they're gonna do right now. Take their time, make it work properly when it comes out. They learned their lesson. I don't think so. Look at PUBG. It's, it's a mess. Like what, what Look at this company's history. What makes you think they learned any kind of lesson? I, I don't get that. First of all, if I you mean, look at PUBG, Terra doesn't even run well yet. Come on, yeah. Terra's
0: still one of the lagier games.
1: Yeah, people still complain about Terra. I give it a pass only because it's so old. I don't expect a full yeah rehaul of such an old game. But uh, so I am amazed every time I look at this Steam chart for PUBG. Talk about squandering um, dumb luck. So, if you look at just this year, uh, PUBG peaked of January 2018. Okay, average players was 1.58 million, with a peak concurrent of 3.2 million. Okay, and every single month this year since January, they've lost nearly every month double-digit player base. So we went from 1.5 average players at, at the beginning of this year to in the last 30 days below 500,000. That's insane. How do you lose you know, two-thirds of your player base in, what, nine months?
0: Well, I mean, I think somebody in chat said it was dumb luck with, their, with the success of PUBG. I think it really is because it was really one of the first standalone Battle Royale games, right? And it was what made it really special was it was a standalone Battle Royale game, and it was really the only one out at the time, right? <clears throat> so you could charge money for it, and it could be a laggy piece of shit. It didn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you played PUBG in beta, which I did, and you played it during the first like few months of release, which I played quite a bit of, I have over 200 hours in PUBG, it's it ran like ass. They were they were. It's it's one of those games that like this game is kind of fun, but the second a better game comes out that does the same thing, I'm gonna switch right. And that kind of happened with with Fortnite to a degree. I mean, obviously it's still different style, not exactly the same kind of game, but like they had every advantage over like any other battle royale game, and it was just, it, the game just ran like ass, and the game just crashed all the time and bugs, and it just it drove a lot of players away, and, and all the cheating in the game too. Obviously was a big was a big turnoff.
1: So, again, yeah, you're right. But my, my point is, so given the success of this game, which, by the way, mm. is it's buy-to-play. It's not free-to-play. so And obviously, it sold, like, fifty over 50 million copies. So with all that money and this time, it's been nine months, if they couldn't optimize this game, what makes people think they're going to optimize AIR? Like, they're just not going to. I think they're going to release what they have and then hope for the best.
0: Yeah, I, I'm unfortunately, I have almost no hype for AIR. I, I know it's going to run like. Honestly, if the game runs well, I'll be so surprised. But what's remarkable is, like, I remember when Unreal, like, do you remember when Area Games and, like, OG Planet were launching random-ass Unreal Engine 3 and more PGs, like these random 3D games. Even, um, what's that Nexon game that we, that we played with, uh, you collect a lot of monsters? You got the level 20 in it? What was the max
1: level? What was it called? Nexon game where you collect monsters.
0: Yeah, you got, you, you got the max level. max level was 20 at launch, right? So you got the max level pretty quickly. Oh, oh,
1: yeah. It's they're still running. Right of Icarus.
0: Yeah, Riders of Icarus, right? That game runs on Unreal Engine 3, and it didn't run nearly as ass as Bless. hmm So I, I, I... Bless was trying to have all these open-world areas which I think made it, like, really, really ass, and it was probably poorly programmed. Honestly, I think a lot of it comes down to, like, really bad programming. Because I remember, if you look at the, the number of files in the BLESS folder, which is pretty insane, right? You just right-click the folder and click Properties. In the BLESS folder, there's, like, 80,000 files, which is insane. Why would you need 80,000 files in a single folder? Like, most games, most, like, logical games, which aren't retarded, they, they compress files. They have one file with, like, everything you need in it, right? Or they they, they, they try to combine files for efficiency's sake, you know? Because, like... You can have a ton of files, and it's not not usually a big deal. But every time you want to open or access a different file, is more loading your computer has to do, in a very weird way. And, he, and I think maybe a good way to illustrate this is almost like when you run an antivirus, for example, or anti-spyware, it checks every file individually. And sometimes when you load a game, you got to load every file individually too. And just combining files makes a lot of sense. So if you combine, if you look at the folder of literally any game you have on your PC today, it, it, it's not going to be that big. I know Final 14 has got like 200 files in their folder, whereas you know you have like over 50,000. With bless which makes no sense so it was just really really dumb like logic and in fact there's all there's so many files there that do absolutely nothing because I, I was actually looking around the like the the, the, the files in blessed they were like the, these configuration files right and there's like these stock files for fps games it's like your the control schemes are like wsad change weapon reload and these are in the Bless folder there's hockeys for an fps game in the blessed folder today and you can change them if you want to change your settings right but they do nothing in the game because those files aren't even being used so there are literally like thousands of files that are unrelated to Bless. It, it makes no sense. It shows you that they are so incompetent over at NeoWiz. and like they have no idea how to like work with this engine. It was it was a hot mess. I'm hoping at least maybe the folks at uh, Bluehole have a better idea. But knowing how laggy Terra has been over all these years and poorly optimized, I suspect we're gonna get a lot of the same.
1: Here's a pro tip, guys. If you want to know if a game is was developed by competent coders and developers, okay, so download a game like blast install on steam whatever and then go to uninstall like league of legends okay uninstall Mm -hmm. league of legends it will take you like a few seconds okay yeah now uninstall a shitty game whatever blast or any game that you think is crap right but it's relatively new so it's got to be large in size it will take minutes to to uninstall and that is your sign that it's a shitty game
0: the longer it takes to uninstall the shittier the game that's altai's law altai's law I mean, the thing is, they did scam a lot of people, but I think Alive got refunds too. The crazy thing about Bless is, it's one of the few games that got un- like got unconditional refunds on Steam. Like, no matter what, if you ask for a refund, you got one. Kuma Shogun, thank you for that Twitch Prime sub. Much love. Test the game with an uninstall. That's evil new- There you go. That's how you test the game, according to Althai. I'm
1: telling you guys, try it.
0: Hmm.
1: All right. What do we got next?
0: what do we got next all will i got um I, I was looking at the our home page again this it, it came by earlier i think um it was gumby's article from a while ago i forgot the shower of playing battle for Ezra <laughs> i do think um it was a really great read by the way so anyone that's you know got any sucked into a game should check out that read but i think anyone who dares call themselves a hardcore gamer has to be able to say that they forgot the shower for at least a week thoughts
1: forgot to shower yeah, yeah. I think I think it does that to you if you if you really get in the groove. And I haven't gotten that groove in a long time. Uh, Battle for Azra did it for like six weeks for me, but that's it.
0: <laughs> My burnt burnout is showering is for normies. Listen, you know you're addicted to a game when you play without showering. All right. A week is too much. I don't know. I think a week is is doable if you're really into a game. You know, and you really kind of forget too, because like, I know when I'm in when I'm like in the zone, I'm literally playing like eighteen hours. And like after an 18-hour session, and you only took a break to like take a piss and eat, you know get a snack or something, like after an 18-hour session, like you're just too tired. Like if you have energy to take a shower, if you have energy to fap, you 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 clearly weren't in the game. You know your your you, your mind was not focused.
1: All right, I I've got like a, this gives me. The by stuff? the way, you just you just proved my point in the pre-game, but we can get to that in the post-game. Okay, so like
0: I, I remember when I was playing Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV with the uh, with the new content, right? I was playing like all the first week I played nonstop, right? Literally like ten of over over 15 hours a day, right? So, I, not only did I not shower for that first week, but I'm, 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 I've been showering since, obviously. But not only did I not shower for that first week, I didn't fap. I didn't even think about fapping. I had no energy to fap. All my energy went towards, you know, the game. Now, oh, now
1: here's a question. Had you fap to be worse at the game? Maybe. See? So like, can you take a shower after you wake up? Yet, pocky. I don't think you
0: understand the mentality. When you're hooked, the second you get up, you don't even take a piss, you go on the computer. All right, that's what you do. And you, you set up your party and while your party fills up, then you take a piss and you go back and you do your like get snacks. There's no time to take a shower, right? Your your mind is focused.
1: You know what the best feeling is? When mm. you're in a raid uh with like, you know, twenty people, thirty people. All right. And everyone's ready to pull and then they do the ready check and you say, Alright, I gotta pee and get a drink, one sec. Now you got thirty Ooh. people waiting on you. You feel what? alpha as fuck, right? Where I'll else in life can you do that, you know? Where else in
0: life can you inconvenience 30 people at once? Yes. Good question, All time, Impressive.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, so a, that, it's a nice that, little yeah. power trip for me.
0: Yeah? Take, keep saying BRB taking a piss and getting a drink? Making people waste a power trip?
1: Well, yeah, someone said time to slash kick. But I, I play Priest, and, you know, usually in a 20-man, there's only, like, four healers. And they're slightly harder to replace, obviously, because of that than, like, you know, DPS. So mm-hmm. they wouldn't really kick me unless I've gone for, like, you know, like, 10, 15 minutes. So it was, it was was it was a good feeling.
0: I think one of the best feelings, for me at least, when I join a random group or I make a group and people are like, "Oh shit, that's Remote, He's like the fucking best black mage." When, when I see them, like, "Yeah, you know, I left an impression. Fuck yeah, you know." Feels good. That's like a nice like ego thing that I I, I really like when somebody recognizes, like, "Damn, that guy's really good." You ever you ever get that altai in World of Warcraft?
1: Uh, they didn't say specifically like, "Oh, there's Mary or Amy or whatever, best yeah. healer." But I had people add me. After like a pug, a raid pug mm-hmm. that I was leading, and they're like, "Oh, when are you doing it again? Like, I want to join. Let me know." Uh, I got that mm-hmm. a few times because, uh, you know, obviously, here's the thing too: you kind of learn how easy these games are, even the hardest difficulty content, right? Yeah. When, I, when we were kids, right, in middle school, like even WoW for me as a, in a middle schooler was was like challenging, right? Was, I didn't know what was going on. I wasn't yeah. looking at guides. I was everything was like a uh, blindsiding me. But when I, you know, at this age, when I play WoW. Even when, even when the classic comes out, I suspect it's going to be a lot easier. Only because I'm actually an adult now. So, I, okay, yeah. I'm like, okay, what happened here? Why did we wipe? This is what happened. Now we do this and we win, right? But as a mm-hmm. kid, you're like, what's going on? I just die. So the content got a lot easier only because I think we got older. Really? Oh, yeah. So yeah. You, think, you think like... Um... I'll clear MC much quicker this time than we did back then when, when classic comes out. Interesting. No, I, I think there's a very pretty
0: strict gear check in Vanilla WoW where in order to even clear something, you have to keep raiding for a while and get enough loot to be able to even like start beating the next boss because there aren't really a lot of mechanics in those fights. There's a lot of gear check. You know, Well, then things.
1: I'll give you an example in, in Battle for Azeroth. So when I did a pug, I required everyone to be on Discord with me, right? And, I, yeah. and every fight before we pulled, I would go over the fight, even if it's a fight we're, that I did already Cause I, in mm-hmm. case anyone there didn't know the fight and I was too afraid or too shy to say, you know. A lot of times I've noticed pugs will say, does anyone know the fight? Does everyone know the fight? If you don't know, let us know. And nobody would say yeah. anything. Because they were too afraid to be like the one guy who says, Oh, I haven't done it before, you know? So yeah. I would just go through every fight and it we just, you know, we breeze the whole thing.
0: That's actually a pretty good idea, and I feel like I, I see the benefit of that a lot. But I'm usually the guy that asks if you haven't like if you're not comfortable, just say something so I can explain it no, to you, second. right? Like what? I'll say it in chat. That works that
1: works with. if you have seven other people you're working with. It doesn't work with thirty other people. Because you'll always even even have seven, it doesn't work. Well yeah, even with seven doesn't work, but, but... I mean, I don't blame him. Imagine, like, I'm trying to get into a party, right? And yeah. then the guy walks, do you know the fights? I'll be like, yeah, of course. Even though I don't, mm-hmm. you know, just to get into the group. And once I'm in, I'm like, ooh, I'm in, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And then I just go with the flow. So you've got to just go through the fights. you got to go over the fights. I
0: remember I was I was doing this fight for, like, 14 hours straight one day. This one fight, right? And at, basically, in the middle of the fight, the boss targets one player to do, like, a special mechanic, right? So only one person has to do it, right? And it's 1 in 8, 1 in random who gets the mechanic, right? And I'm like, okay, everyone, if you get targeted with this mechanic, do you know what to do? Everyone's like, yeah, no problem, we got it, right? And, you know, of course, what happened was, like, you know, one time it targeted this, this, this like, our our bard or something, right? And when the bard had the mechanic, they, they had no idea what to do. <laughs> and, like, they're just running around completely confused, they killed everyone, right? I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I, you, you said you knew what to do. He's like, XD, I never got it before, lol. I'm like, are you fucking serious?
1: Like, why do you say that? You just literally set us back 20 minutes of wasting our time. You know and what? that happens all the time. Of course, of course, because if you're that guy, you don't want to get kicked, you know? And he doesn't know. Wait, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even kick the guy at How does point. he know? He how, how, well, how, how does he know that when you ask the question, okay, does everyone know the fight? If you don't, let me know. How does he know that when you say, I haven't done it before, you're not going to get insta-kicked? We
0: were already in the fight, okay, when I, when I asked that question, technically. It was just one part of the fight, cause, and he, I, he just begged on he never gets that mechanic. And if he gets that mechanic, we're all going to fucking wipe, apparently. I mean, I'd rather him just say he doesn't know it, and then I can explain so simply. But I see the benefit of if you're on voice chat with these people, you can explain very clearly to everyone what to do, yeah. and that's a really nice benefit. Yeah. And I actually think um, I think it'd be really cool. Actually, if, I, I know I'm pretty sure World of Warcraft has built-in voice chat, right? When you're in yeah. your party,
1: yeah,
0: that's really good. I think because Final Fantasy XIV doesn't have that. And I mean, sometimes game people on Discord is like they can't do it, like they're just too lazy. But if they can like just mute themselves in game and hear if, it with oh, audio,
1: that's another good check, though. By the way, there are people who will say, uh, "I can't get on Discord." I don't want like I'm like why it's free and then whatever they give excuses I just kick them because these people are worthless to me if you can't if you can't do two seconds of work on your end right to, I'll means, you would kick me uh, I would kick you I've joined lots
0: of groups that say this like join this group like no I'm not joining uh, i kick you. like, I, so I I'll, be like I'll, be, I'll be I'll be like listen I know the fight I'm not gonna mess up at all. No, I I don't want to talk to you. I I don't I don't I want you to distract
1: me. I've I've had I've had exceptions only when their gear score was high. So in it's eye level in 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 WoW. But they would look up my logs probably and see that I'm actually really good. I I hope. Can they if view? They up, is there like a number they can view on your profile in game?
0: No, in game, they they can see what gear I have. That means I
1: beat certain bosses, but they yeah. won't know like but uh like my performance. The good thing in WoW is especially with add-ons, I can look at your profile in game, and it will tell me every like all your every every dungeon you've done. Uh, how quickly you've cleared it whether you cleared it or not what difficulty you cleared it on and it will then it will aggregate a score It give you like a score like a plus b plus or whatever so if there's someone who's if, if you know very high I mean, one time a rogue didn't want to join discord for whatever reason and mm-hmm. he, he was like substantially better than me in in, in score so i let him in. i just I'm like whatever don't worry about it but if he was my level or even you know a little higher i would have kicked him. I, that actually reminds me of a
0: really good idea. If somebody can make a mod for Final Fantasy XIV that shows everyone their FF logs, they're, they're basically their basically their, their numeric performance score on fights in their profile. So you can right click on someone, and see their profile, and it would, like, the mod would just overlay. They would Google, would search their name on the website and just overlay the score. If the game, if anybody can make a mod like that, I would use that, and that would be great. Obviously, yeah. if you mention it, I you'd get banned because the game is very strict about that nonsense. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so anyway, it helped me a lot, too. The fact that, you know, when you're an adult, you're willing to communicate more. I, know, I, I remember me as a kid in, you know, EverQuest or WoW, even Vanilla mm-hmm. WoW. Uh, I was not willing to ask for help or look at, you know, mm-hmm. look for guides or, you know, whatever. Talk. I remember in WoW, I didn't talk in voice, even though I had a mic. I don't know why. I was a little kid. I guess I was afraid. I don't know. But now...
0: So, I, I, have you done any of the really hard stuff in WoW before you quit or no? Just Just one I, Mythic Boss. That's it. I actually would have loved to see you struggle to do like some like really hard content because it's 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 I think it's it's quite like uh it's fun it's quite like quite a little trip to be able to like spend like or five like, like a week like six seven days ten hours plus a day on one fight literally all day have you ever have you got have you done that in the any of the wild fights you've done
1: a couple hours a couple hours that's a that's a well, casual here, normal here's the thing here's the well here's the thing uh well, uh in wow at least because you need 20 people exactly to do this it's, it's again it's, even with the mechanic yeah it's, it's harder yeah. it's a social check uh which i like actually more than a in a technical check so for example i don't think you could have even done the wow content only because you couldn't have you the you check, your thing about not being in discord wouldn't have fly in wow you just wouldn't get into a guild that's it you could never do mythic yeah i i i, Nobody get that you.
0: I think i think in world of warcraft i'd be more willing to be on discord with strangers because I, I typically don't like joining discord with strangers i don't know it's just weird yeah, you're a I, I, I can handle myself there i, I just don't want to because i just why? one is it's distracting i want i'm kind of a parser i'm playing i'm trying to actually mid max and oh, door to mid max everyone in the mythic is also if, if you just chatter up like hey guys what are you doing today they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna mute you or kick well, you. well obviously but like yeah. even like this the, some random asshole calling off mechanics isn't helping me it's actually distracting because I've, I've memorized these fights that i'm in usually
1: well, maybe but and there's another thing in uh wow that i don't think exists in final fantasy which is why WoW was WoW better uh there is no usually nice. there's no one way to do a fight so every guild has its own little like you know pet pet way of doing it. So it's that's like, pretty cool too. I, I
0: I like when fights actually have multiple ways of doing. it. Exactly. That's actually a really good design so, decision.
1: Yeah. I think. So the fa- actually I think if you can be if you, if if a group content can be done without voice, it's not good group content in my opinion. Because it, it, all that means is it's it's ri- it's very rigid and individual. So if everyone does their little piece, you know the fact you have to require communication. Or else it's not, or else it's not a multiplayer game. It's just like everyone mm-hmm. playing a single player game together. You know.
0: Yeah, I, I see what you mean, but like, uh, it's tough. I, I see what you mean, but I, I would like to see more uh, creative and more interesting like fights in the RPGs. Like, um, like,
1: are there dynamic, any mechanics? Dynamic. That's what we need. Are
0: there any mechanics in like World of Warcraft that are like like silly? Like, I know there's like um, like there's a there's a, there's a fight in Final Fantasy fourteen where like I, I, I'm talking just purely from a design perspective. I think it's interesting, right? There's like a, actually like a fight where you just literally do DDR, like. Eight, there's eight circles on the ground, and eight, one player is to sit on each one, right? And you, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's there's an arrow appears, and you gotta be facing the direction of the arrow, and it starts moving faster and faster. So You quickly turn your camera angle. Every time you miss one, you know, if the group misses too many, you it's into wipe, right? It's not a hard mechanic, but it is interesting that like it's a mechanic in the fight where you just literally eight people are kind of doing this basic DDR mechanic. No, is there anything silly
1: like that in World of Warcraft? Not that I saw, but there is a lot of silly stuff that's like not part of the original design. So here's what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I might have told the story, but it's. It's my, it's my best, here's my best World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth story, here we go. So I'm in a pickup group for uh, the Uldir raid on Heroic. So it's, it's it's, not mythic, but it's still relatively-ish hard, especially like the first month. And we're on, a, we're on a pull. And what this one guy keeps doing is, he he, um, he waits till we're moving as a group, right? Then he stands on the edge of like the uh, area. Then he, used, he has an item he has, okay, to switch positions with another player. So he'll mm-hmm. switch positions with a player. Usually, like the main tank, right? When the tank is like, okay, I'm pulling, and the tank is running towards the you know boss, he'll switch positions with the tank, and since the tank is already moving, he'll continue moving off the cliff, because other player was at the cliff when he, or on switch the edge, so he'll fall and die, and then you know he would just randomly do this for random people throughout the pull, and as we kept wiping on this boss, this the, the main you know the main raid organizer kept getting angry and angry, and we're all on voice, thirty people on voice, They're like who did that? Which of you did that? And then one guy's like, oh, uh, I think it was this guy, and the guy's like. And then they kicked him, right? And he's on voice. He goes, "Yeah, way to kick your top healer just because this guy accused me, it wasn't me." I'm like, "Oh, sorry, they invited him." So then we kept wiping, we kept wiping, and he did it again and again and again, right? And this guy was just reing, like on 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 voice. Ree- and the whole group fell apart, right? At the end, we we couldn't clear the boss. And then the guy on chat is like, "Yeah, it was me the whole time." <laughs> <laughs> the guy they kicked, right? Yeah, the guy they kicked. Originally. <laughs> oh no,
0: he's he smooth talks his way
1: back in. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I just actually love little things like that. Yeah, it was so good.
0: It's actually, I think it's it's really remarkable for World of Warcraft to have like fun uh, items that do that, right? A lot of the engineering items do cool shit like that, where you can like be invisible, swap positions. It's like it's very memey and like completely like troll. But, like I don't know. I, I think little things like that is what makes it more PG and more PG. You know, like I mean, obviously it was a frustrating experience, right, to a degree, but like it was a very memorable experience for everyone, you know.
1: Oh yeah. And yeah. the whole
0: point of these games, you know, is to ultimately walk away with some kind of memorable experiences. And obviously, this is not going to be the end of the world. This guy got like slightly frustrated, but like it, it's really cool that. They, design those into the game. I, I kind of wish wow, Final Fantasy XIV did stuff like that. And there's more games in general had more fun items like that.
1: And, and it was so fun. It was so cool that I stayed on chat with him in the Discord channel after most people left. It was me, him, and like five other people. And he was giving us a troll lesson in WoW. So he told us a really good troll thing. You can buy potions of invisibility, right? Mm-hmm. So he says, what you do is, you drink the potion of invisibility, you walk up to the boss in any raid, then if there's anyone who wants to get kicked from the group, right? What you do is, you're invisible so the boss won't aggro you. Mm -hmm. you switch positions with a random person you want to get kicked and obviously as soon as you switch positions he will aggro the boss because he's not invisible (laughs) and then he'll wipe the group because everyone's not ready and then you Mm -hmm. will say on voice this guy who pulled this guy did I was watching (laughs) he will have no clue what happened like what
0: (laughs) he he, he probably might even think he pulled yeah exactly (laughs) on his screen he appeared in front of the boss maybe he didn't realize he just kind of brain farted and he might be like oh sorry guys and take responsibility
1: yeah yeah so that guy taught me a whole bunch of cool uh troll lessons
0: I wish Final Fantasy had more stuff like that it would have been great but we got we got nothing like that unfortunately no fun no fun items no teleporters no memes feels bad
1: all right what else I got oh I got a cool story all right so what right remember what, what all right so what is an MMORPG we played that was older than Ultima Online by one year
0: by one year Nexus Kingdom of the Winds yeah you played that one. Oh, really? It's actually the, what you're talking about? Cool. Yes, exactly what I'm talking about. They're making a mobile version. Really? Nexus yeah. TK.
1: Yep, it's, it's going to go by the Korean name, which is... Uh, Barum Yuan.
0: Now, real talk. Anyone in the chat, anyone on Twitch chat, have any idea what Nexus, Nexus Kingdom of the Winds was? This was, like, old as fuck. This was, like, one of the first MRPs my brother and I played. Like, this was... And the thing is, this game... It was a monthly subscription, but the first 10 levels were free, and we both played, we both had characters on the first 10 levels that we just played forever. But we could never level past that, because our parents wouldn't pay for a subscription.
1: We did subscribe for one month, though, I don't know if you remember, yes. yeah.
0: Yes, it's a 2D game, uh, Xiaolin. I've played it back then, awesome. I'm glad we're not the only ones. Zimi has played it. Really?
1: I'm surprised.
0: That is an old game. It was really fun, though. It was like, it was weird. Sounds it gay- weird. Yeah.
1: Let me show you guys some gameplay of this game, right? And this game was actually by Nexon, uh, back in the day.
0: Yeah, it's one of the first Nexon titles, actually. People don't know that, because I think they spun off from Nexon later. Yeah. Damn, look at this hype trailer, boys.
1: Was it like Tibia? Yeah, Tibia's a really yeah. good example of what kind of what kind of game it was.
0: Y'all are old. Can't compete with us young bucks. Look at that text. Did you see that text on the screen for Mage? The, whoa, look at the font. The warrior. The mage. This is... They're they're rocking they were the first ones to get uh, Microsoft Word ninety five to bust out the text over there. Whew! Look at that word art! Quality memes. In this video the guy's just killing wildlife. There's like some zebras, some tigers. That was back before they could design monsters, you're just killing wildlife.
1: Well even today MMOs they killed wildlife for a long time now.
0: I love intense player involvement. I remember like our grind path in this game. We killed so many of these nine tailed foxes. They were like our grind spot. This game was mega fun back in the day. That's some intense shit right there. Uh, Fit first. Why does it excite me uh, more than games these days? Honestly, there's something magical about these older games. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's like, especially 2D games. Whether it's Tibia, whether it's Nexus, Kingdom of the Winds, or even Maple Story. There's something about like progression and grinding in these games that just feels different than a 3D game. But for me, it, it, oddly, very often, it feels more satisfying to like grind in a 2D game than a 3D game. I I, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. But I always, there's something, there's something, more, there's something special about these two D games, I, mean, I, I don't know.
1: I think one of the reasons why these games like are were so much more exciting and interesting back then is because each one had the potential to be so different from the next game, because every single one was de- developed, you know, with, just from the ground up, right? Where today, mm-hmm. if you play an Unreal shooter, right, and then you play ten other Unreal engine shooters. They're all gonna play the exact same. The only thing that's going very different, similar. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing be different is maybe the gravity setting, right, or like the sci-fi setting or fantasy setting. But they're gonna yeah. be identical games, pretty how much. How
0: the spray patterns work, yeah. how like recoil works. Some very subtle differences,
1: and it's kind of weird. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And even with MRPGs, with so many MRPGs today on you know Unreal or, or Unity or whatever, like they all pretty much feel the same. Not just because they're all fantasy. You know, you can still be different if you're fantasy, but they all feel mm-hmm. di- the same because they're literally all built on the same engine. You know, all the core you know mechanics the way movement works the way like the camera works is all the same
0: yeah a, uh, josh mentioned law was i had a lot of fun with that as well because i love MapleStory story back in the day just law tale was a fun way to play another maple story alternative i think one reason too is that like a lot of RPGs today have this very generic 3d look to them right Next and i feel like when mentioned. you make a, yeah when you make a game like 3d as well i feel like a lot of resources go towards like making these maps making like the character models when you make a 2d game like nexus TK, the one we're seeing in the background, I feel like more emphasis can be put on gameplay and progression and that kind of ends up showing for like the players kind of feel the depth through the gameplay, but just adding more zones, I don't think, I don't know, it's weird, like when they add a new zone to a game, I don't really get excited because the zones always is kind of like some background shit to me, right? I don't really care. It's the gameplay I get through that zone or exploring that zone or getting new levels, new skills is fun. And I think you kind of, that, that kind of shines through a bit more on a 2D game, if that makes any sense. I feel like there's more emphasis on actual gameplay. Because the visuals aren't really in the way too much. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, they make mo-
0: so they're making a mobile version of this, right?
1: Yeah, and I, I think this game is uniquely well suited for mobile because, again, back then especially, the, the kind of the gameplay was pretty simple. You basically walk up to enemies, you you put your cursor, which was a square, on top of them to target them, and then you just cast your ability over and over again. That was it. There was no like moving and attacking or anything.
0: I feel like there's something fun in like the concept is like I don't know. I feel like we lost so much in MRPGs. Like I, I just feel like if I can play a game where it's a little bit grindy and I can just keep getting progressively stronger and stronger and I can feel that progression and I feel rewarded for it. I have a lot of fun. I feel like almost through all these new shiny MRPGs, we kind of lost the basic formula which makes MRPGs fun. And we've lost that, I think very much because a lot of MMORPGs feel like more like a collection simulator than than a game. It just, well, everything just feels easy, and there's no like, motivation to get stronger. I don't know. I, I, even if I play Nexus TK today again for the first time, I feel like I'll have fun because killing an enemy. A bit of a bit of a side note over here, but you remember like a lot of old games did this, and some new games still do it. Where like you're in the newbie zone, right? And then you you took a wrong turn. You go to the different map, right? You go to the map like to the to the east of town instead of to the north of town or west of town. And these like these level 75 bandits that one shot you, right? It's always a weird feeling, but you're always like. I want to kill those fucking bandits, you know? They killed me when I was level one. Like, I wonder what it was like to kill those bandits. And, like, you you train, you grind, and you go back and you kill those bandits, and it feels feels good. It feels satisfying, right? But, like, I don't have that itch to get stronger in a lot of MMORPGs these days, because at no point in the game did I feel challenged. At no point did I want to get stronger. Because I'm in MapleStory 2, I've been playing, for example, like, at no point in MapleStory 2 that I feel like, oh, I can't wait to get stronger, right? In MapleStory 2, all that, for example, like, uh, how often did you just not spend your skill points or your stat points? Oh, I, I oh, had to build up like 8 levels at a time. Yeah. Why should I even bother using my skill points? It doesn't matter. Or my stat points, who cares? It didn't matter. But yeah. I'm, 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 you know, in Story 1, the second you level up, guess what boys? We're hitting the skill points and stat points right away. Because yeah. you, you didn't have the luxury of saving that. You had to use it to level faster. But in Maple Story 2, you're leveling by questing anyway, and the quest is easy anyway, so... You just hold on to your skill points. You don't want to think about it. And the game has infinite skill resets, which are great. I I love the fact that the game isn't monetizing the skill resets. But even with skill resets, I just didn't bother spending my skill points
1: or even my stat points because I I didn't care. The the key word I think is pacing. Pacing is so important to give a game context and meaning. For example, Maple Story. After the first few levels, my brain. I think we said it last week. My brain. Didn't care about the zones I was traveling through, the monsters I was fighting, the quests I was doing, the NPCs I was interacting with, because my brain knew that we were progressing levels so quickly that I would never have to go back here, talk to these people again, I would never have to see these NPCs again or these monsters again, so none of it mattered. Whereas in a game where you're going to spend, you know, a week at level between 10 and 20, 20 and 30, 30 and 40, each you know bracket of 10 levels, you're going to spend at least a week uh, there in that zone, in that in that region. You got it. You get to know the zones. You get to know the grind spots. You get to know the NPCs. You get to know the other players there. Mm-hmm. But when everything is so quick, not only is it quick, but you you actually care less because you know it's going to be forgettable. Like you just don't care. Yeah. Like, it doesn't stick. And the, I mean, I,
0: I love the music and stuff in MapleStory 2, but I just couldn't like again feel attached to the world. I know someone criticized us in our last podcast saying that like we were shitting on MapleStory 2, which I think we weren't because there's a lot of about MapleStory 2 I really do like. But some of the core gameplay mechanics, I think, are the weakest in Mabel Story 2 versus everything else. I think Mabel Story 2 shines outside of its core gameplay mechanics. The core gameplay is actually, I think, very meh or very generic, right? It's not, like, particularly bad, but it's not particularly good either. So it's very much in the middle ground there, but it kind of shines with everything else it does. So there's a lot of positives to say about that, but I think the core gameplay needs a lot of work, and it's very shallow. And, again, just... Not, it, what really, I think, brings this point back home, again, when we were playing EverQuest 1, and we were trying to, like, go through, you know, West and Karana and it's nighttime, our heart would be racing as we were trying to make it to safety of Highkeep. We're trying to get to one town to another town, and at nighttime, you get ambushed by a werewolf. It was a high-level mob that patrolled the area that would actually like kill newbies all the time. Or like a hill giant would walk up to you and smash you and kill you. Like There was a sense of danger and dread because you knew if you died, you'd lost like an hour and a half worth of grinding, and a giant hassle of trying to get your corpse back, which because you, you respawn with no gear. You have to get back to your body. If you get attacked by like gnolls and shit, you might die. It was... It was it was heart racing it was it was intense just every little thing just had more meaning because of that
1: yep and even in maple story one death was uh 10 hit on experience right
0: yeah it was something crazy and you was, was hours of crying yeah
1: that was significant you had to i was when i got a hit in maple story like if my, i had a rule in maple story i didn't let my health health go below, below half, half percent right I, mm-hmm. I spent the potions but in maple story two I don't even look at my health. Sometimes I die and I, I'm like watching a YouTube video. I'm like, oh, it looks like I'm dead. All right, whatever. I just click the res. You I'm don't lose yeah. yeah. So I, I'm not even looking at the game half the time. I'm looking at YouTube uh, while I'm playing on my other monitor. So mm. there's not that sense of involvement.
0: Yeah, I just feel like a lot of those old school vibes on gameplay are lost. But, but again, and the point isn't to say like, oh, the games were just better back then. I think there's some benefit to the casual elements too. But I think you need a happy medium to be able to capture like a bit of both. You know, I don't think the experience should be so like difficult for like casual players not to be able to enjoy a game. You know, a lot of the, like a lot of the, the casual players make up the bulk of the player base, right? It makes some easy fodder content for them too. But I just feel like oh, the hardcore players are the ones that play for like ten hours a day, and I think you need those as well.
1: Yeah, and the, like you said, I think a medium, happy medium is required. So I think Maple Story, for example, one, the old grind that we played was too too bad. Like that was too slow, mm-hmm. right? But they went yeah. they went too far in the other direction. Not, Honestly,
0: was, even the direction they went with Big Bang, right, where you can get, like, level 150 in, like, literally one day of, like, you know, pretty hardcore play, I think that's even a fair happy medium, because no, it's after that it really slows down. Yes, no, no, I, it, no, it's, it's, not, fast, it's fast, it's but fast, but even that I felt was more enjoyable. Just the core gameplay grinding part was more enjoyable than MapleStory 2.
1: That's more enjoyable for you, because you kind of remember MapleStory 1. Mm-hmm. If you were a new player to MapleStory 1 today, and yeah, you... It might be confusing with how much, you yeah, You wouldn't know how quickly to change zones. You wouldn't know, like, what to do, what to level... I feel like should, in, in MapleStory 1, if you got to level, like, let's say, 30 in the fur in like, t- let's say it takes like 10 hours to get to level 30. That would be mm-hmm. perfect, I think. Because you have enough time to learn your class, learn your abilities, learn the maps, uh, kind of read about the game as you go. But that's so, now 1 to 30 is like what, like five minutes? Like, it, it's insane. Yeah, I, I, you know,
0: you're right. Because the problem is, I, I play MapleStory a lot back in the day, so maybe I have a be- I, I have better memory of it. But the thing is, you're right. Because the, how quickly you move through zones in MapleStory 1 today, Is insane. You have no. It's actually probably worse than Maple Story Two, The pacing. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. Like, there's so much of the world becomes obsolete so quickly. Because what was cool about Maple Story one was like, you could be grinding uh, green mushrooms outside Hinesis, or you can be killing dark stumps in Parion, right? And they're around the same level, right? And there was multiple grind spots per level depending on which like city you were near, which city you were at, and there was multiple different paths to level up if you wanted to, and you had to find the better grind spots, right? But now all of that is like lost almost instantly, like. Within five minutes, like, half of Maple World of the starting area, like, the first continent becomes useless to you. And you just kind of zoom past it. Yep. So the pacing has definitely gotten really wonky about that.
1: Yep. And, and again, we know where to go once we start, you know, once experience slows down, we know where to move on to. But a new player wouldn't. They would just be stuck somewhere, killing, like, they hit level 50 or whatever. And they're mm-hmm. like, what is this? Like, what, what am I playing? Is this a joke? And like, yeah, I remember when we played, um, what was that really crappy Chinese game? Edmonds. Or something or yeah tantrum, right to me it was a total joke because you were leveling so quick and it was so absurd mm-hmm. that's how i think new players would feel about maple story one yeah it's just too quick
0: <sighs> we gotta slow down you know everyone's gotta take it easy you know the world's moving too fast these days <laughs> oh, uh, and we gotta
1: and hmm. i get that the developers want people to see the new content right and you were saying it slows down 150 you know what they could do then they could just do what wow does and they could literally have new accounts start new characters start at level 150 I mean, is that yeah. such a bad idea? Instead of making you waste the first, you know, let's say eight hours or whatever it takes, right?
0: Mm.
1: Why why go through that? Just start you there. So when you go when you leave town, you kind of progress at a normal rate and then you're and that's it. You're done. Fair.
0: And even like some of these older games like Tibia and RuneScape, I mean, they're clearly doing something right. But like both Tibia and Runescape are some of the most popular like most outside of like World of Warcraft and ESO, right? Outside of, the, outside of like the three biggest games. Like, honestly, Runescape might be like in America. Probably like in the top five of popularity of like MMORPGs ever. Old school RuneScape is more popular too than than regular So what old school RuneScape is doing, right? That formula is clearly working. So sometimes we say you can't go too hardcore, but old school RuneScape is hardcore. And I think again, you can't go like... The only hardcore thing I would say stay away from is like the Mortal Online. The full open world, full loop PvP. Like that system doesn't work. We've seen it tried in Ultima. We've seen it tried in Mortal. We've seen it tried in like countless games. That doesn't work it's it just it's a really cool concept that hardcore players love, but that's too and too hardcore but I think the happy medium of, of old school runescape where death still kind of stings, and only in the in the in the Wildy do you have like open world uh pvp you know that's that's the happy medium I think and you don't have to coddle your players and I think that works really well,
1: well speaking of a game that that does not coddle its players uh let's move on to another little story I put up this week hmm EVE is getting a mobile version.
0: The player base is ticked off. What a surprise. By what game? EVE, mobile.
1: Oh, they, oh yeah, yeah, there's a lot of hate. But um, from what I saw, it was actually not bad. Because, again, they're not taking away development from the core game. It's a spin-off game. It's being developed by NetEase.
0: See, it's, not even made, it's not even like related to the... It has nothing to do with EVE Online as is. In fact, like... CCP is even working on it, right? It's being developed by NetEase, yeah. and it's not even the Korean company that bought the game. So it's not going to take anything away from EVE. If anything, yeah. it'll make the EVE franchise bigger and maybe give them more money to develop regular EVE. So I, I, I also don't, I don't get the hate.
1: No, but but from what I've read, so again, there's very little information now. I'll play this video, I guess. But uh, they are being very ambitious here. So mm-hmm. they're going to emphasize the whole you know, open PvP, uh, player-run corporations, alliances, resource control, territory control in a mobile environment. And at first, when I read that, I thought, okay, well, I guess are they just gonna make a shitty, you know, strategy game like uh, Clash of Clans? But from the trailer, it doesn't look like that, right? It, it looks, looks like Eve. It yeah. looks like Eve. Yeah, yeah, but
0: this is autoplay. I, I, I you think... can't see it. You can't see it in the gameplay because I looked at the gameplay, and I've seen a lot of Chinese and Korean and more with autoplay. And I don't see autoplay in this trailer. So it looks like an actual mobile EVE, but that seems too good to be true. There's gotta be some autoplay nonsense. I'm
1: actually not against autoplay in the context of EVE. Because remember, EVE is a sci-fi game and there was autopilot in the game, right? Uh, mm. And you could kind of cue your guns in, in uh, EVE, even you know back in the day. Mm. So I think it's uniquely well-suited for a game that kind of meshes. Here's the thing. MapleStory Mobile, right, when you click the autoplay button, it kind of feels weird watching your character do its own thing, right? But for me, yeah. somehow, watching a ship do its own thing after you give it a command doesn't feel as weird because, you know, it's kind of like like ships today have auto, auto right? Like, like all those ships in the ocean today, those cargo ships, they drive yeah. themselves unless there's a problem. Then the human takes over, right? Which is how, yeah. which is how autoplay works like in MapleStory. Um, uh, your, your character you know, does its own thing, and you take over if there's a problem. Uh, so for some reason, I'm more okay with autoplay-esque features in, in this kind of game than like a, a game where you control a character.
0: Yeah, I think, I guess if you do the autoplay kind of like a good balance between like a clicker hero style autoplay and some kind of MMORPG gameplay, it could be done in a fun way. But I, I just haven't seen it yet. Now, I've tried a lot of autoplay games. It just has not clicked for me yet.
1: And, 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 and I just want to cover this. I thought it was hilarious. So obviously, NetEase and CCP put out a press release announcing Eve Echoes coming out in 2019 for iOS and Android. That's the mobile version. Uh, and they were really hyping up the whole uh, social features. You know, how, how they're trying to hype up the fact that it's going to be similar in style to the PC version. And I want—I just highlighted this one quote from the, the last sentence of the press release. A deep and realistic social system is also being developed, which will provide players with an interconnected, futuristic, interstellar lifestyle. So those last four words are hilarious. An interconnected, futuristic interstellar lifestyle what the hell does that mean
0: that's some marketing nonsense is that what that <laughs> sounds like i mean i i already can't imagine the social elements of a, of a mobile game are going to be pretty limited already mm-hmm. i don't know are like, uh, they trying to like encourage you to like turn on your webcam or something while you play or something i don't get it. like i feel like social elements i think are in a lot of MMORPGs aren't really well explored but i feel like you're, you're kind of limited with mobile that you can do
1: I, I, think what they, I think what they're going to go for is like the again player run company corporations. Where oh, that
0: stuff. People. Yeah. The sandbox MO. I think it'd be cool. And somebody said in the chat, too, like mobile does need an actual hardcore MO anyway. I mean, whether it's uh, old school rune that makes it really popular, like hardcore MOs on mobile, or whether it's this, this EVE online game, I do think we need it. And if a mobile game is hardcore and does well, I think it'll be really good for like mobile gaming.
1: <laughs> those words are way too deep to describe it. I agree. Yeah. I think so.
0: <laughs> Especially a mobile game. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, the video's got so many dislikes already. Everyone's kind of memeing about
1: like, "Oh, that's funny." Going I, mobile, what the fuck. Let me see these dislikes. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, know. you're people, right. You're people,
0: right. I checked my calendars It's the first of April. Imagine if we have Ha! Imagine if you have an e mobile game. Oh, they're serious, you know? That's funny. But again, I, I don't understand the hesitation. Again, if it was like, I, I get, I get it. I feel like if if CCP themselves were making it, you could argue that like. They take diverting. away resources, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but like they're not doing that. NetEase is making it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think I think it's it's let them try. You know, if it doesn't even do well in America, it might do well in, in in Asia.
1: Yep, yep, yep.
0: Speaking of uh, Asia, actually, we we have, we have some big. I, I want to cover this because we we're we, you not know, we, we actually killed more time than I thought we did. But like, okay. Zenimax is making a new MMO. Did you hear about that?
1: I. Briefly heard of it from your news video, actually. Yeah. Give it, the, give it the rundown.
0: There's very little deets, almost nothing. But this goes back to a previous conversation we had, where I said, basically, we're not going to get a new big budget PC MMOs. And it looks like I might be proven wrong again, perhaps. Because Zenimax, the guys behind Elder Scrolls Online, they're hiring people for a brand new MMO for PC and consoles based on an entirely new IP. So it's a big Western studio making an MMO for both PC and consoles. And I don't think Zen. I mean, it could just be like a one-off, really like low budget meme game. But it's by a big studio. They make ESO. I suspect it might be a big budget title as well. So, again, we know nothing about this. All we know is that for console and PC, and they listed MO development experience as a desired skill. So, because it's still in development, because they're still hiring people to develop this game, we won't hear anything about it or an official announcement probably for at least another six months. So, we won't know anything about this for a while, but it does show once again that there is still an appetite for PC MMOs and by Western companies, which is pretty interesting.
1: You know what? So I'm- Okay, so here we go. Let's play the speculation game, okay? Okay. So it's obviously not another Scrolls MMO, because no. we already have one.
0: otherwise they would have said it, yeah.
1: Okay, I'm going to go on a limb here. Is It's a new IP, an entirely new IP. Okay, well, I don't think it's going to be a new IP. I think it's we're going to get a Doom MMO. The fuck? Doom, baby, that's my guess.
0: I don't know. Uh, Fallout, I think, it lends itself better. To, uh, an MMO. But well, then you still have... We 76. already have
1: 76 coming out. Oh, here's why. Here's already Doom is gonna be a copy of, like, Warframe-esque. So it's gonna be MMO light, where you're gonna have progression, you're gonna have, uh, you know, a shared uh, a save character, uh, and they're gonna keep adding new more content, you know, over the years. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like Warframe, but with Doom. That's my guess. So, let me ask you a question,
0: though. Uh, was it Max the first one to add the system where your level and stats sync with the zone? Or was that, like, Guild Wars 2? I know a lot of games have, you know... Guild Wars two definitely did that, but I I don't know which who one. did it first,
1: you know. Well, let's see. When did Guild Wars come out, and when did? But did Guild Wars still have it at launch, and I know ESO didn't have it at launch. For example, no, we know they that they did not. No, I'm gonna. I mean, say, they could do a. Hmm. I'm gonna say they were not the first. That's just my gut.
0: but but, but also Zenimax could make like obviously you could say Fallout seventy six is kind of an MMO, but like it's really not. Fallout seventy six is like a, like a rust experience with servers, right? It's not really an MMO, right? I don't, I mean, it's not really an MMORPG, especially. So I think if Zenimax wants to make, a, they've done it with ESO, right? Like, And I think ESO has been a big success. I mean, I think Bethesda is very happy. I think Bethesda Bethesda owns ZeniMax, don't they?
1: Yeah. Well, no, no. ZeniMax owns Bethesda.
0: Wait, ZeniMax owns Bethesda. Same company, right? So I I could see them, you know, maybe monetizing one of their other IPs, right? And one of their other IPs being uh, Fallout, right? So it could be a a Doom too. They own that as well. But I don't know. I think we've seen, like, FPS games try being in a mode. Destiny was the only successful one. There's been, like, Firefall and a few other ones. And it's never really caught on. You know, Defiance was one too. It's never succeeded, really, that, that concept. But Fallout is such a strong brand. And Zenimax has already made a lot of money with ESO. It's one of the biggest MMORPGs in the West, right? ESO, it's not like that big, but it's one of the bigger ones. So I could see them doing it with Fallout.
1: I can't. I just think just the fact that, you know, Fallout 76 is coming out so soon. My guess is uh, a different property, but
0: time will tell. Nobody says maybe a Elder Scrolls 6 MO. Uh, I can't. I don't think so, because they say it's a new IP, right? And... They wouldn't call it a new IP if it, they've already worked the ESO, right? So they, they wouldn't call it a new IP. It might, it might be something completely random, like some other non, you know, IP related to their current game. It might make some completely new thing, right? But I think they're happy with the money they're making off ESO. I mean, it was a very high budget game. I think it cost over 100 million dollars to make. It's on our list of you know highest budget MRPGs. So it's they made, they they spent a lot of money on it, but I think they're happy with the returns they're getting now. I'm not hyped for Fallout 76 at all though. What about you? I mean, that's like... Nope. Actually, the, yeah, the biggest hype games right now are, gonna, are Red Dead Redemption 2 and, and Fallout 76, and both games I'm not hyped for at all, personally.
1: Well, I know Red Dead Redemption is coming out next year on PC. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm going to get it on PlayStation or just wait for the yeah. PC. We'll see.
0: I mean, it's good. That the, it's still good that they work on a PCMO. It tells you that the PCMOs are not dead. There are still money to be made in PCMOs, all right? That's like one thing that a lot of people, a lot of cynics, including us, kind of have been saying for a long time, PC MMOs are dead. And it looks like there's still money being invested in these games. I want to mention one more thing, too, which I thought was pretty, pretty interesting. So I read an article on GamesIndustry.biz about um, about Dauntless, the Monster Hunter-esque MMO, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you guess how many people are working on that game? Big wild guess. I'll say 50. There are about 200 people working on the PC free to play cooperative action game as their primary focus on any given day. So, the company itself has 90 full time developers, but they also have a, a slew of outsourcers and contractors. So, at any given time, there's about 200 people working on the game at any time, which is, isn't that insane? 200 people. people on one game? That is a lot of How many of- employees does Valve have? Valve only has like 250 or something. <laughs> no, it has to be more than that. 360. Valve has 360 employees, and that works for developing Counter Strike Go, like one of the most successful FPS games of all time. Uh, Dota Two, which is one of the most successful, you know, MOBAs of all time, after League of Legends, the second biggest MOBA, one of the biggest successful PC games of all time. And they and they run Steam, which is a yeah. huge platform. And they got Artifact coming out, which I know was. Yeah, they work on Artifact, and they still update team, like, all the other games as well. And they do have 360 employees, but then you have 200 people working on Dauntless. Is that is that like is that insane? And Dolan still feels like the, the the pace of progression is like pretty slow.
1: I haven't played. Is that it since something? Beta. I know it's out now, but uh...
0: yeah, I I haven't played it since its beta either. But like it just it just it just felt really slow how things went. And the article said like did their their player base numbers are they're very happy with their player base numbers, really five times That's higher good. than their most aggressive estimates. Wow! And they said Monster the World launching actually expanded the audience a lot, got sense. people interested in like that kind of game. I'm actually kind of curious. Did it take 200 people to make Monster of the World? Uh, I think it took more. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, it just seems insane that like it requires that many people to make a you know, a game like Dauntless.
1: I think I I, when I think of efficiency uh in like, you know, business, I don't think of J- Japan. Japan is known for just, you know, having big staff and working them for 12 hours even though 6 of those hours is out drinking with the boss, you know?
0: <laughs> I, I think when, when it comes to efficiency like this, I think the Chinese companies are the most impressive how quickly they churn yeah. out games from like concept to like release. And they mm-hmm. do on like such an impressive budget. I mean, obviously, the cost of labor is a lot lower too. You know, but within, they just—they did
1: they get shit done within like days of this that, that uh, Bowsette meme coming out. AliExpress was filled with uh, Bowsette, yeah, Bowsette, like yeah, of course. Uh, like body stuff. pillows, plushies, everything, mugs, everything.
0: Yeah, so it, it's did yeah, did they, they, they get shit done real quick?
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, Bowsette and Mario Party win thoughts. <laughs> I would love to see that. All right. Too bad Chinese games are terrible, though. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think a lot of Chinese games are pretty bad, but um, whew, a lot of Korean games are pretty bad too. Well, I mean, look at it that way too. We've had there's a lot. Of, like the most American games are awful too. So like, I feel like most games are pretty bad. But that comes from perspective. Like most TV shows are bad. Most movies are bad. Most games are bad too. So you got to find the the gems, you know, of the pile.
1: <laughs> oh, speaking of China, I, I, one more story I want to cover. So. As you know, as we talked about, China has banned all new game uh, approvals. So you cannot la- you cannot legally launch a new game in China right now. And obviously, the big Chinese companies like Tencent have to honor this rule, right? But yeah. for some reason, Steam has never been banned in China. It's never been approved, right? But it's never been banned yeah. either. So that means anybody in China can download Steam and buy a game like you know GTA, whatever game they want, and they can play it. And it's not officially recognized, but it's not, it's not officially banned either. So it's a gray area. And obviously now a lot of Chinese indies and studios are realizing that since they can't release games officially, they're going to launch them on Steam. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of weird Chinese games on Steam now. And they're actually on the bestseller list, the most played. If you go to wow, Steam yeah, charts, yeah. there's some weird like Chinese character games. And you have no idea what these games are, right? And that's because mm-hmm. they're not really marketed towards us. They're marketed towards people in China. And one of those games is called... Chinese parents and this is the greatest game I've seen in a while guys so it's a sim game and you know how in America we have a sim games like the YouTube youtuber simulator right yeah well in China they have a simulator called Chinese parent you basically you you're born with a kid you're like, I guess you play a mom and you have to get your, your goal of the game is to get your kid into the best college you can get him into so you raise him as a kid. My
0: tiger Mom the Simulator. Nice. Tiger
1: Mom Simulator, exactly. So you got to get your kid to go to a good college, and basically, you know, get him to a good elementary school. Make sure he's studying, not playing too many video games, not being distracted by friends or drugs. Uh, it's it's only available in Chinese. Uh, and it sold really well, and there's even some English. You know, obviously, some Americans are playing the game uh, and reviewing it, even though there's no English. Uh, you know, localization available. Let's say people are playing Chinese parents right now. Well, say. if you want that, there's another one that's more popular. It's also Chinese only. It's called the scroll of Taiwu, And this one, yes,
0: yeah, that was on the highest. That was like the most played list on here. It's pretty insane. It was on Yeah, If you look on the steam charts, most viewed it was it was something on there. Yeah. And this uh, game I don't is see it
1: anymore. Though. It's only Chinese again. It sold mm-hmm. 800,000 copies. It's a buy to play game. It sold 800,000 copies. Uh, it, it, again, I have no idea what's going on in this trailer, but it looks pretty like intricate for an indie game. Impressive. So, obviously, uh, Steam has made millions in their 30% cut from all these games being sold in China. Mm. Now, here's the question, though. How is it that this, how, how is it that Steam is not banned in China?
0: Interesting loophole they got going on, I guess, because it's, it's... I don't think they have a local partner, right? It just, it just the website itself has not been banned. Exactly. So, it's like a local company is running Steam there, right? So, just, people yeah. are just downloading off the American site and playing it that way, you know? And I think it's because of Dota 2 and PUBG that Steam really took off in popularity there.
1: Well, remember Dota Two is officially there through yeah. That's through Perfect World, yeah. Yeah, through Perfect World, but it's like a weird uh, version of Steam that just has Dota Two on it. Yeah. So th- I'm, I'm not counting that as a. But PUBG is you're right. PUBG is how it took off, and yeah. they just never got around to regulating it. But I think as it as it grows, because now that it's you know all the other games are banned in China, or new games, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of new people have been moving to Steam on, in China, and mm-hmm. right now there are 30 million people in China playing on Steam. That's about twenty five percent of the total accounts created, of all time. Wow, for Steam. So I Impressive. think it's get once it gets bigger, it's gonna get banned. That's my guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they, yeah, I mean, obviously Tencent, Tencent, will complain that like all these games are coming out when they can't release games. Yeah, have created so sure A lot of pull. Hmm. The historic Chinese Steam riots. We'll see.
1: They banned Twitch this week in China.
0: Yeah. What was the logic behind that? They want to just use their own Chinese website
1: instead? Well, the reason they didn't ban it till now was it was small compared to the local streaming services. Yeah, it was competing then, yeah. Right, but once this Twitch got big enough in China, that it, it kind of caught the eye of the censors in, mm-hmm. in Beijing, they said, oh, ban this.
0: You know why? There's ASMR on Twitch. And we all know ASMR is considered porn by the Chinese uh, Communist Party. That's so right, they,
1: ban they banned ASMR in China. That, They're very... Uh... The one thing I agree with that the Chinese government has done <laughs>
0: I've had lengthy discussions whether ASMR is porn or not. It's it's, it's a fun conversation. Oh, it's porn. Altai, Altai says it's porn. I'm
1: firmly in the porn camp. Well, the Chinese
0: government agrees with you, Altai.
1: It's good to get to be on the side of the government for once.
0: <laughs> they got to figure it out, right? Yep. Oh, the people in chat agree with you too. ASMR. Hey, to each their own. All right. I ain't judging. I know I watch my weird hentai too, so you know. Wow, definitely porn. Nice, beautiful. The people, that, the ASMR uh, viewers, though, a lot of them
1: really adamantly defend that it's not porn. Okay. <laughs> look, I know I'm going out of my way to find the most blatant examples of ASMR that's, you know, like sexual, right? Mm-hmm. To make my point. But look at this. Come on. Anything can be ASMR. Look at this. It's uh, ASMR unboxing dresses. Try on haul ASMR. So nice. this girl just tries on dresses that she buys, and she labels it ASMR. How is this ASMR? <laughs> How how is this not? Just see, I'll tie, I'll tie. see as as your dick gets
0: hard, it kinda like quivers a little bit and makes noise. And that, that, that quivering noise is uh, ASMR. How is this ASMR? <laughs> Thinking emoji.
1: I don't understand. This is kinda hot. Yeah, I I, I ooh. That's a point though. It's supposed to be just I like hot. the
0: angle. I like the angle when she bends over, you know, to the camera. It was nice.
1: Oh, penguin powered is Saying it's not porn. There you go. So I,
0: I'm not sold that it's porn. Some of it can be pornographic, but I think a lot of people that watch it don't watch it for porn.
1: I disagree. I think they do. But they
0: ask people. Do you think people are just lying into self-reported surveys? Yes, I think they're lying. Why? What, what motivation do you have to lie in an anonymous survey? Because you, you don't want to admit it to yourself why if people ask if if they ask americans do you watch porn they say yes overwhelmingly like there's not like some some say no
1: no i bet if you go but the the numbers
0: like astronomical like if they ask america what percent of americans watch porn according to surveys it's through the roof right okay but But the uh, percent of people that watch asmr that say they watch it for like sexual arousal is like less than five percent
1: yeah i agree maybe maybe it should be ten percent okay but like it's still very low because i think it's still um what's the word it's kind of new still so it's stigmatized that's the word so, for example, if you ask women like well, this is totally off topic, but if you ask them like, you know, oh, what percent have been like harassed or whatever, right? They're going to underreport it because they don't. They're kind of embarrassed. So there's still an embarrassment factor with with ASMR. No, I, I mean I I don't
0: know. I think but the numbers would be much closer to reality with asking women if they were sexually harassed or harassed in general versus the ASMR.
1: The ASMR was five percent. That's tiny. I think they're lying. I think a lot more. Than but 5%. what
0: motive they have to lie on an anonymous survey? I don't get that. I, I, I get it. Some are underreporting. It. Like let's double that number to ten percent, which is you know pretty pretty significant for a survey. I think you'd be surprised number. by the number of things people lie on for no no point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I think one good rule of thumb is when I when I was when I was looking at it, I, when I was researching this out of curiosity, if you search YouTube for ASMR and you just scroll down, like how far do you have to go to find somebody that's unattractive? Pretty far. I spelled ASMR wrong. Like. I... For the most part, the girls are, like, smoking hot, right? But you you, but you, will eventually find, like, a really ugly girl. Eventually, you know?
1: Yeah, this is nonsense. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's it's, it's all sexual. But this guy, this one dude. Wow, smart Upgrade. So Dr. TASMR is a dude. So this one is not is he, sexual. Is he a good-looking dude? Not really. This, the second, this dude is kind of, I can see how, he, you know, if you're, like, a man-boy lover, you'd like this guy. But the, the, mm-hmm. this Dr. TASMR is not good-looking.
0: All right, maybe 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 the the ASMR for the post game.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you know, when we get this off topic, it means it's time for the post game. All right, thanks for watching you know. for YouTube,
0: and we'll go to the post game for a bit.
1: All right, take care, YouTube.
0: Later for YouTube.